Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch. The skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this, AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy. Here's the thing. At the end of the day, this is such an important skill. Learning how to take focused, intelligent risks is vital to your ability to grow, to be successful. And it's not just about sort of financial or business success. I mean, even your personal life, mm -hmm. what do you have in your personal life that's incredibly meaningful that you didn't get by taking a risk? Even your friends, something as simple as me reaching out to you on Facebook saying, Gareth, I saw that you're in Riverside. Do you want to have dinner? There's a risk that you could have been like, no, dude, I actually think you're a fucking idiot and I never liked you in high school. That was the first message I was going to send. Yeah, yeah, know? exactly. But then you're like, <laughs> ah, I feel bad for this guy living with his parents. Maybe I should go have dinner with him. The reality is like even making friends, right? Moving to a new city is a risk. Every single thing that you do in your life. Oh, yeah. The reality is risk is inseparable from every single thing that you want or have. I don't believe that you get anything without risk. I'm Srini Rao, and this is the Unmistakable Creative Podcast, where you get a window into the stories and insights of the most innovative and creative minds who've started movements, built thriving businesses, written best-selling books, and created insanely interesting art. For more, check out our 500-episode archive at unmistakablecreative.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Unmistakable Creativity Hour. I am here with my co-host, Gareth. Gareth, what is going on today? Hey, Srini. Not a whole lot on my end. How's it going? I'm good. I just got back from Brazil. Um, you know, back in the United States kind of feels weird to be in a place where everybody's speaking English all the time after right. hearing nothing but another language for four months. But yeah, it's been a good time. So, you know, um, basically trying to get back into the swing of a normal working routine, although my working routine there was fairly normal. In fact, it forced me to be much more deliberate about how I was doing everything. Yeah, I bet it would be. Um, you know, time on is like time on, right? And yep. you get to go and play and have fun probably more than you would normally at home. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing. Like, I think that one thing I, I did, I remember you and I were talking right before I left when you were like, of course I would go and spend the summer in Brazil if I were in your position. Like, you don't have, you know, kids, you don't have family, anything. Right. Like, why would you stay in Riverside all summer? And I'm like... <laughs> That's a good point. Like I've spent all this time, you know, uh, working for this freedom that I'm not taking advantage of. It's kind of funny how we actually get so stuck in patterns. Like I, I noticed this, I don't know about you, like when I stopped yeah. working at a day job, I was like, wait a minute, I still work nine to five, even though I don't actually work at a nine to five job. You know, I don't even notice that that pattern is so hard to break because it's so deeply conditioned into us. It is, you know, it's, it's, it's a funny thing you bring up because when when before my youngest daughter was in daycare, I worked sporadically throughout the day. 
Uh-huh. And now, uh, now it's much more structured again because of that nine to five. And honestly, there's like almost a comfort zone there where you're like, well, it's comfortable to work in those hours, right? Yeah. Well, speaking of which, see, segues. So good at segues. We make segues from anything to anything else. So you mentioned comfort zone, which is a perfect segue into today's topic, which is risk tolerance. Um, one of my personal favorites, one that I think, you know, drives my parents absolutely insane. And I'm sure probably you've managed to drive people <laughs> in your life insane with your risk tolerance. So why this topic in particular? Well, here's the the thing that I, I think is is fascinating to me about risk, right? Is that we see risk as this thing to avoid. Um, we're like, oh, that's risky. And we kind of have these negative connotations about risk where it's like, oh, that person is doing a bunch of risky shit like, you know, doing, you know, a bunch of drugs that are going to make them die or doing stupid things like that. But the thing is that I think Risk is also contextual. And the reality is, no matter what it is in your life that you have that is worth having, it all involves a risk, right? Falling in love with somebody involves the risk of having your heart broken. Like, mm-hmm. you, there's a possibility that you want to ask somebody out on a date, they're going to say no. When you are a young kid applying to college, there's a prop possibility you're going to get rejected. There's a risk that you'll get rejected. And I, I remember I wrote this piece titled, you know, this essential skill that we should have learned in childhood that determines everything in adulthood. And the irony of that is that we actually, I don't know about you, but like I, I noticed this pattern you know, going through school where I noticed that with age, like we basically reduce risk tolerance. Like we put people in less and less risky situations. We make them conform more and more to the point where the comfort zone becomes sort of a prison of their own creation. And it's kind of funny because it's like a prison that you have the keys to unlock and you could walk out of it at any time, but you just stay inside of it. I mean, that's kind of how I think of, you know, sort of comfort zones, um, you know, yeah. until like until you get out of it and you kind of realize, wait a minute, like these walls aren't even real. It's kind of, you remember the, the scene in Shawshank where, um, you know, that the first guy gets out, the old guy, and like, oh, you know, he became institutionalized. And then um, what's his name? You know, uh, Morgan Freeman was like, yeah, he was like, this is where I belong. I become institutionalized. So it's like, you know, eventually those walls become comfortable. Like first you want nothing to do with them. And eventually they become so comfortable that we kind of almost become institutionalized in our own lives at yeah. a certain point. I mean, I saw that happen to me during COVID where getting, leaving the house, just, I got to the point where I became so comfortable never going anywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It became like a, it's something I had to actively do when, when we decided to re-engage. Oh, I mean, that's, I think the, the, that's one of the reasons Tim, you know, my roommate was like, dude, he's like, I know you. He said, if you don't move out of this house, you're going to just sit here in this basement reading and writing. You need to to get out of here. And, you know, fortunately getting back to Brazil, you know, was it risky? Not really. But, um, you know, I I think that that, that's the thing we really don't, I don't know about you. Like what, what was your experience growing up with, with risk? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. As creators, we're always on the move. Whether it's a live podcast event, a pop-up shop, or a workshop, we're constantly interacting with community, and that's where Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe comes in. Imagine this. You're at a live event, a listener loves your merch, or a participant wants to sign up for your course on the spot. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, you can accept their payments right there and then, right from your iPhone so there's no extra hardware or no delays. Total game changer. It's not just for creators. Any business owner can do this. It's about making transactions smoother and much more personal, growing your business in your way. We've been using Stripe for our products and courses for a long time, and now with Tap to Pay on iPhone, you can take your business to the next level too. So visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone to learn more. Remember, folks, with Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, your business is always at your fingertips. Oh, my family was incredibly risk averse. So, uh, you know, everything, anything that I did that was off the beaten path was like, no, don't do that because you don't know what'll happen. And this is the funniest thing, like, I think to, th- to tell a kid to, to suggest that somebody shouldn't do something because they don't know what will happen. Like, why would you try? Why is that a fear tactic that we want to use? Right. Yeah. Just because you don't know what will happen, that should actually encourage you to do it so that you'll find out what happens. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's funny. I mean, I'm sure like, I mean, I'm from an Indian family, like risk aversion, you know, is, is pretty big. Like, it's kind of like, oh, right. that sounds risky. Yeah. I mean, my parents. So this is a story I've told before, like one, the only toy that my parents would not buy for me that was actually within their means was a skateboard. And sure. this went on for like probably seven months. Uh, I still remember to this day, I was in second grade, you know, one of those kids in our, our apartment complex had a skateboard and I would ride it all the time. And every time we'd go to like a Sears or something, I would go and I'd look at skateboards. And my dad would be like, no. And I'm like, why? And 
the the funniest thing, you know, it, this is so stupid. I always tell my mom, I was like, you realize how stupid this logic is now? My parents would say, kids who skateboard break bones. And I'm like, yeah, now you have an adult son who skateboards, snowboards, and surfs. And you know what? Adults who snowboard break bones and those bones don't heal. So, yeah, you know, right. like if you're going to have somebody take on a hobby that potentially might break their bones, let them do it when those bones will heal. It, you know, this is why I'm like on you to get your daughter on the mountain because, you know, you'll be left in the dust. Obviously, me and your daughter will be flying down the mountain. It'll be like, where's my dad? It's like, yeah, he's stuck at the top of the mountain on his ass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're we're definitely going to do the mountain this season. If you come out to, to the, she's she's getting to that point where she can actually get on skis, right? She hasn't had any lessons yet. Some of the friends in her, uh, I mean, this is the whole like Colorado conversation, right? Yeah. Some of the friends in her daycare are already taking ski lessons. These kids aren't even three years old yet, you know? Oh yeah. So, no, dude, she's she's yeah. gonna make you and I look like idiots. Like, give her, by the time she's five, I still remember. Like, I was at this ski resort once up in uh, Southern California. I think uh, Mountain High, like probably about forty five minutes from here where I'm at. And I remember this girl looks at her dad, and she's like, "Come on, dad, you're dragging." You know, and, you know, the, the top of like this, like all these moguls, and she was just shredding it. And I was just like, "Damn, like that's crazy." Yeah, that'll be your daughter, man. <laughs> Exactly, man. Well, it'll be a good company to keep. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though, right, is that we we discourage kids from taking risks and, and like, you know, more and more as you get older becomes less and less so. But, you know, what? I'm going to bring back a clip from an episode of The Unmistakable Creative that we did with Allison Trigger about risk. Take a listen to what she had to say about this. If I was a parent, I'd definitely encourage my kids to take risks because it's the only way you're going to be successful and your life's going to move forward and all this stuff about accepting when risks don't go your way, that's a, in being resilient or some, like really important life skills. Although easier said than done when you don't have children. Encouraging people to take risks is also really scary, particularly if they are into physical risks. I, I imagine that must just be terrifying. What are the risks that you're afraid of your children taking? I mean, I'm not a parent, so I think you're much more qualified to address this issue of parenting and risk than I am. Like, Yeah, this, this is a big question, right? I think for me, the biggest risk is uh is physical when they're yeah. young yeah but to your point it's not permanent right and but as a parent you you want to you want to protect your kid from physical harm as much as possible it's kind of like one of the the core tenets right of right. parenting yeah right don't drop your kid on their head right and that's like day one um so there is i think some some struggle with that um mm. but at the same time i can intellectually appreciate the, the importance of allowing them to take risk. But, uh, you know, for me, I, I, I want to do it in a way that is moderately safe. Like, hey, uh, for example, we were just talking about getting uh, the little one on ice skates. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Let's go ice skating. But maybe you're not going out in full hockey gear, but you're definitely going to have knee pads and elbow pads and a helmet, right? Yeah. So take risks, but also educated risks. But I think those are the big ones for me, you know, at least when they're young. When they get older, it's more about the bad decisions that they may or may not make in life. Like, you know, especially being the father of girls, um, I would hate for them to, uh, you know, to to have an unwanted pregnancy early on in their uh, early on in their young adult lives. Like that would just be very hard, right? Yeah. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. As creators, we're always on the move. Whether it's a live podcast event, a pop-up shop, or a workshop, we're constantly interacting with community, and that's where Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe comes in. Imagine this, you're at a live event, a listener loves your merch, or a participant wants to sign up for your course on the spot. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, you can accept their payments right there and then, right from your iPhone so there's no extra hardware or no delays. Total game changer. It's not just for creators. Any business owner can do this. It's about making transactions smoother and much more personal, growing your business in your way. We've been using Stripe for our products and courses for a long time, and now with Tap to Pay on iPhone, you can take your business to the next level too. So visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone to learn more. Remember folks, with Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, your business is always at your fingertips.
Well, and you, you have probably more experience with that than <laughs> most people, right? Like, cause you had kids unexpectedly so early. Yeah. That's such a like personal thing for you. So I could see why that would be such a big deal. Right. So I'm curious about this. So I, I had a boss, uh, right out of college and I remember him telling me, you know, the first kid, like you're very sort of protective. You're worried that like the second they hit their head against the wall, you're like, shit, this kid has a tumor. Um, he has brain damage. <laughs> and with the second kid, like you're just like, ah, oh, whatever, he banged his head against the wall. He'll be fine. Hundred yeah. percent. Um, but the thing is that what's interesting with your dynamic is that you had the daughter as a baby, and now Sarah, it, you know, for her, Sophia is the first kid. So, right? Do you find a difference in the way that you both perceive, sort of, you know, oh, like yeah. watching her take risks and freaking out about them? Like, do you tend to be more calm about them, and Sarah tends to be much more protective about it? Absolutely. So, you know, like you said, Sophia's my my second. My biological child, where Sarah parented our first daughter since she was eight years mm-hmm. old, but uh, it was our second, you know, our, our second daughter, you know, sh- from birth. And so all of this newborn and toddler stuff Sarah's doing for the first time, and there's definitely a, a different dynamic in in our um, in our in the way that we grasp that. But I mean, or not grasp, but just the way that we interact with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She falls and bugs her head, and I think you probably get a pretty quick reaction from both of us, but Sarah might be a little more concerned, right? <laughs> so I'm curious, like, you know, watching your daughter kind of discover herself, because like, you know, I know for kids, like everything in the world is novel and new, and it's like, they're literally experiencing reality for the first time. Like, what is it like to watch a kid that young take risks? Like just silly things. Like what have you seen your daughter do that is, you know, like <laughs> small risks that she takes, like the chances that she takes like day to day when she plays, like, you know, I'm sure. Oh, like, man. The first thing that comes to mind is she's really into balloons right now. So we'll blow up a balloon in the house uh-huh. and she'll just like she'll swat at it for hours. Right. She will like jump on these things as if they are impervious to, you know, uh, assault in general. And <laughs> I I hate balloons. Right. Because I like just the, the popping. And it's like when you least expect it, it's like slamps right in your face. Wait, and I'm just like, get that thing away balloons? from me. What the hell is wrong with you? Like, oh, you- man. It's funny because apparently me and your daughter have this in common. My parents used to take me shopping when we were you know, living in Australia. And they said the only thing I would ever ask for when we went to the counter at the grocery store, they're like, just buy this kid a packet of balloons and he'll keep quiet. That was it. Oh, we just found this out like a couple of weeks ago. So we we bought one of those hundred packs of balloons. Uh-huh. And yeah, she's like, she gets a new one every couple of days and swaps does it around the them, house. Does she and... blow them up herself? Oh, gosh, no, she doesn't have the lung control. <laughs> Yeah, that's hilarious. So she must be like jumping off of couches and stuff to like, you know, try to break them. Yeah, like basically just without regard to the fact that the balloon is, you know, going to at some point pop. And for me, it's like, get the thing away from me. I'll play, you know, catch with you back and forth where you, you know, hit the balloon and keep it in the air. You know, that kind of thing. Has she hurt hurt herself yet? Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) You know. Pop the, a couple times the balloon popped. She looked at me like, why didn't you tell me it could do that? Yeah. You know, like, what? And it's like, what? I was telling you to be careful the whole time. But, you know. Well, I, so this is something I heard from a, a friend who had both a girl and a boy. And it turns out, you know, when they talk to their pediatrician, it turns out like boys, like little boys tend to be much more ridiculous about this. They'll do crazy shit like jump off. Of, she said her son would literally hop on the uh, handlebars of his tricycle and jump off of them. Yeah. So, at, for fun, like and when, I remember <laughs> when one of my cousins brought um, her son over, he would literally stand on the coffee table and jump onto the couch. And I'm like, dude, what if you miss? 
you know? Right. Uh, I don't care. I'm a, I'm a boy. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, well, the other thing is like, when you're that young, you're so limber. Like, you watch these kids. I've seen kids eat shit on the mountain. Um, and they literally just get up and keep going. You know? Right. I've seen right. adults take, like, a nasty fall. And they're just there for, like, 20 minutes, like, you know, looking like one of those damn cartoons with the stars over their heads. Like, right. Yeah, what, what just happened here? But... Uh, the thing that is interesting to me is that even though we say, you know, we encourage kids to take risks, I notice that, like, as they get older, we actually tend to discourage risk more and more. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the risk tolerance goes down. It's like, oh, don't do that. Do what's proven to work. Do what, you know, you know is going to turn out the way you expect it to. But, you know, the, the reality is that every decision in life is a bet with an unknown outcome. And yet yeah. we're like, oh, you know, like the risk of applying to college. It's like, yeah, don't apply to that college. You won't get in. Now, you know, I think that that's where we kind of have to talk about this idea of, okay, what is, you know, what is an intelligent risk, you know? And yes. that's what, where I think we, we get confused because I think there's this fine line between risk and recklessness. And I'm sure you and I have both crossed that line plenty of times. <laughs> I know sure. I have, right? Um, because I remember, you know, when it, it comes to my vices and all the crazy shit that I like to do, I would, you know, <clears throat> Tim and Matt relate to as a concept of moderation. I was like, I have limits. And they're like, we've never seen them. <laughs> you know? I'm like, okay, fair enough. Like maybe there's a grade of truth to that. I mean, I think I have an a, unusually high tolerance for risk. I mean, you think about the hobbies that I've chosen and part of, apparently this is a very common thing with people with ADHD. They tend to be risk, they, they're risk tolerant, they, they're risk seekers and thrill seekers. Part of it is oh. because I think that, you know, you need the stimulation that comes with taking risks. I think that that's why, like, just, you know, doing the same fucking thing every day is just not possible for somebody like me. I, I need the novelty of it. I mean, it's probably why I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to up and go and live in another country for the summer. Um, right, because right. the predictability of it all is, is, you know, too much to, it will just make me insane, even though. You know, you need some certainty, as we've talked about in previous episodes. But I mean, the thing is that this is such a, an important skill. And I think that, you know, one, we need to to understand, like, what is our boundary for risk? You know, it is one thing like having sort of, you know, what are the boundaries? Like, where do you draw the line of, OK, this is too much or this is, you know, ridiculous. And then also understanding what, like, you know, we perceive as risks and what are real risks. So um, I want to talk about this in terms of, you know, taking intelligent risks, but there's another clip I wanted to bring back from that episode with Allison. Take a listen. When we think about risk, we always think someone's a risk taker and it's this binary thing and you just take a risk to change. But really, you should always take a risk with a goal in mind. You take a risk for upside. That's why you do it. If you really want to increase the odds of risk will work out, the most effective way to increase the odds it will work out is to take a risk with a well-defined goal. And I find mm-hmm. that's usually where people fail. Interesting. Yeah. As, as you guys taking your fair share of risks, what do you make of that? Honestly, pretty good insight. I mean, come to think of it, I think a lot of the times that I've taken a risk, I haven't clearly identified the upside that I'm targeting. Mm-hmm. And so I guess when you, if you don't do that, how do you know if the risk is paying off or not. And how do you know if you should abandon that risk or not? Right? Yeah, absolutely. Jumping off the coffee table onto the couch, the benefit of doing that is that I feel cool for doing it. That's not enough upside for me. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I would be worried worried if that was, you know, if if you saw that as enough upside at your age, I would be very concerned. Right, yeah. I mean, well, it's not just the upside. 
I think it's the upside in comparison to the potential uh, of uh, in the in the event of failure, what what happens, right? Yeah. So upside, I feel really cool. Downside, I crack my head open on the floor, yeah. right? Downside does not outweigh the, you know, or the, the, upside the downside does not outweigh the downside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's, let's take this back to like kids, right? So for example, yeah. you know, trying out a new hobby, trying it out at a new sport, there, there's this idea that, oh, I might, you know, suck at it. I might lose or applying to college, you know, it's like the, the thing that could happen is that you might not get in. And yet I think what happens in a lot of cases, particularly when it comes to rejection, right? when we take a risk and we get rejected for taking that risk, we blow that, the, the, you know, sort of perceived downside out of proportion, right? Like, look, I mean, I don't know about you. I, I don't remember. I re the only college I didn't get into that I remember getting rejected by was Northwestern. And honestly, does it matter now? No, not one bit. Like, am I, you know, like, Oh, do I still think to this day, you know, had I gotten into Northwestern, I'm like the weather in Evanston sucks. It's always cold now. Like I, that, and that's the funny thing, right? Is the moment a risk doesn't work out, you'll also find justifications for all the reasons it was a good thing. I didn't really want to go there. The weather sucks. It does yeah. suck. I mean, the weather is horrible. The one and only time I went to visit Northwestern when I auditioned for the School of Music, it was cold, raining, and I was just like, you know what? I'm like, I would hate it here if I'm being honest with myself. Um, but the yeah. thing is that like, we have this perceived idea of how risky is something and often it's less risky than we think. And so this is what I, I call risk boundaries. Um, mine are ridiculous. They're a bit extreme. But I'm like, all right, if the thing you're going to do isn't going to lead to jail time, bankruptcy or death, it's probably not as risky as you think it is. Right. And I know you say that a lot and I totally agree with that. But I think the thing for me, at least, is to compare the risk downside to the unique instance of upside right of potential upside right yeah so like in in my case I, I know i've talked to you before about small bets when building a business right absolutely and so it's like hey i'm going to take a risk of spending five dollars a day on these google ads mm -hmm. to determine if you know if there's a, a viable business model here what's the upside um a million dollar consulting business what's the downside fifty dollars because i ran the ad for 10 days like that is a no brainer. Like if you, if you could bet, if you could bet in Vegas on those odds, you would do it all day long and walk away a billionaire. Yeah. Right. Which so by the like, way, Vegas is a terrible place to test all the ideas in this episode because then you'll walk correct. away broke. Just, just to be clear, we're not encouraging gambling. Gambling is a risk with, you know, it, the funny thing about gambling is it, it actually brings in all these cognitive biases. Like apparently you end up sort of with escalating commitment. The funny thing is the more you lose, the more you're likely to keep playing, thinking you're going to recover. I only know this because I've literally lost a thousand dollars in a night once. And I was just like, all right, fuck this. That was the last time I, I think that was the last time I, like I won't go near a blackjack table because I know my personality well enough to know that I'm yep. just, it's super addictive. And um, so I don't set foot near uh, card tables when I, like I did a speaking engagement in Reno. I haven't sat at a card table in probably 15 years because I'm, I just, I'm like, I like money too much to gamble. The only card table I'll sit at is a poker table. Yeah. But like you, like stay away from roulette, stay away from blackjack, all that other stuff. Yeah. Poker's a different game. But Vegas is a, a great example of understanding risk at work and, and, you know, behavior that, you know, like that's again, so this is a great example of perceived upside versus real upside, Right. Uh, versus perceived downside versus real downside. Vegas, you have real downside. 
um, which is you're going to lose a shitload of money. You have perceived upside, which is going to win a shitload of money. And so mm-hmm. you have to be really mindful of knowing whether, you know, I, I think that that really is how I would defel, de- define, you know, an intelligent risk is where the real upside is greater than the real downside and stupid risks are the ones where the perceived upside is far less likely than the than the real downside. I mean, it, it's, you know, there's like yeah. a matrix of risks that you have to kind of think through um, and really understand like, okay, is there, is there really an upside to this or am I just deluding myself into thinking there is? Like playing the lottery is another example. Now, of course, playing the lottery, lottery ticket costs a dollar, right? But the odds right. of winning are like next to nothing. You know? It's kind of right. amazing how many people play a game where their odds are close to zero of winning. But it's because of the fact that it's so inexpensive to play, right? Yeah. Because the potential upside in that point, at that point, especially when it's like one of the super jackpots of like, you know, $50 million or whatever. I don't even know how big they get yeah, these so days. You spend a dollar to get 50 million. Yeah. Oh man, for that day, you could brainstorm about what you would do with your $50 million. Yeah. You know, it just like, and you know, daydream and, and all of that. And you know, is it, uh, is it likely to happen? No. But in my opinion, what you're getting when you buy a lotto ticket is a day, is a day for daydreaming that mm-hmm. costs you a dollar. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So maybe so, that's the, that's not bad. Yeah. Well, what I want to do now is talk about risk tolerance at different stages in life and then talk about the four types of risks. And if you want to hear the rest of the episode, go to unmistakablecreative.com slash backstage to subscribe. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. 
Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch. The skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy.